Welcome, welcome. Today is Thursday, September 16th. We are back for week two of Betting with Babies. On this pod, we help dads balance their babies and bets. We are going to be giving out our week two locks, our touchdown parlay, and our bold predictions heading into week two of the NFL season. And as always, we got our dad zone to end it, so make sure the dads out there stick around for the end. I'm your host, Mr. Clutch. I got my co-host, Mr. No Days Off, and Maddie Stats. How are we doing, gentlemen? What's up, Amato? Maddie? Uh, huge win. Nothing makes me happier in football than when the Patriots lose. And when we beat them in New England, I was I was on a high for two days after that. I mean, I don't care what happened. I you know, I lost I lost a few bets, but the Dolphins beat the Patriots in New England, and I was happy. Maddie? I'm doing good. Quick question though. Does it feel as good beating the Patriots without Brady? Well, yeah, because the uh Belichick's still there and he's worse than Brady. Gotcha. But it can't be as satisfying as beating the Pats and Brady. Uh, yeah. It's the team. It's the team. I, I could see that. I'm going to go through that this uh, this week with the Jets playing the Pats, and I'm I'm just as ready to go yeah. than I would if Brady was there or not. Yeah, you're going to lose to him, though, but it's all right. Well, that's debatable. We'll get to that, though. Uh, so let's real first, before we get into it, let's go with a quick week one recap. I'm going to give us an update on the bets that we put out, some of the bold predictions we made to keep ourselves accountable. Let's start with the week one locks. First off, Matty Stats went 1-0 with his pick of the Broncos. Pretty convincing win. Teddy Bridgewater looked good. Nice pick there. I went 1-0 with the 49ers, who really wanted to give it away in the fourth quarter, but held on by a Half a point. We'll take that. 1-0. And Mr. No Days Off started his season 0-1 with his pick of the Washington football team. So we went 2-1 as a pod heading into week two. We're hoping to keep the momentum going, but one of us is looking for his first win of the season. Teddy, what happened week one? It's real simple. Fitzmagic doesn't get injured. They win the game. Simple as that. He did go down. You hate to see Fitzy go down. Matt, what do you think? You faded that pick. So how, what are your thoughts on that one? I don't think Fitzmagic's a good quarterback. I mean, uh, he's been here in the league for 12 years. And this is the first time he's really been giving the, given the starting role. Like He's not keeping the seat warm for a first-round pick. So He got a $60 million extension in Buffalo. They gave he him they he gave him a for the he started for the Jets twice. He got he got two big contracts on a, on a one year deal, but you know he hate to see him get hurt. And we're recording on a Thursday night. This backup looks pretty good. Yeah, not bad. He might I don't know he might not get back in there. But uh, all right. So also we had our bold predictions. We said some crazy things. So I want to see how we did. First one was Tua five touchdown passes in week one was the prediction. We fell. Four touchdowns short of that with one TD. Three. Correct he me if I'm in, wrong. He ran in one. Was it throwing touchdowns? He, you might have said passing touchdowns, my friend. I don't know if you said total touchdowns. Matty I, I believe you listed like the second string tight end catching one. I don't believe there was any talk of a running touchdown. Terms Dur- facts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He did call out all five of the touchdown catchers. So Thanks for it, he fell four short of that. Uh, but he did connect with his college teammate, Waddle. They looked good, Teddy. You got to feel good about that. Uh, Waddle, you know when, like, I think I texted you guys. You know when, like, you just could tell somebody's a football player? Like, his first ever game, and you could just tell, like, he belongs. He's going to be a player. I'm excited about Big him. Big-time connection. Yeah. Big-time connection. You got to like that. Um, Maddie's stats, he picked the Browns. We're going to upset the Chiefs. And after the first quarter, I thought you were I thought you were onto something there. Yeah. But same. they were not able to to hold off the Mahomes in that offense. What do you think about that, Matt? Look, it's a bold prediction. And I came pretty damn close. I think if you would have bet the Browns with the spread, you might have won. So, you know, it's more it's a bold prediction. So it's not supposed to be easy, but it came pretty damn close. Yeah, I can't confirm or, or deny what the line was in that game right off the top of my head, but the Browns look good. I, I thought going into halftime, I thought the Browns were actually going to win that game. And, and you know, that Mahomes-Tariq Hill combination is just uh, pretty fun to watch. 
just chuck it up there and, and see what he does. You guys see that meme they put up of, of Tree Kill just throwing his hand up? No, I missed it. Got to check it out. So the line was plus five and a half, plus six, somewhere around there. And the final score of the game was 33-29. So they did cover. I mean, oh, okay. if you had them at like yeah. five or six, somewhere around there. Yeah, not too far off. But Chiefs did hold off. So that bold prediction fell a little bit short. And I went with Zach Wilson leading the AFC East in QBR. He actually did the exact opposite and came in fourth in Go the figure. AFC East, dead last. Um, it, I knew it didn't have to be great. But um, Mac Jones actually led the way with a 78.1% QBR. Zach Wilson at 20% QPR. Not too good. What would you guys think of the quarterbacks in the AFC East week one? Mac Jones is impressive, unfortunately. Uh, don't like to admit it. Very calm. Very calm out there. Yeah, he, he, looked, he looked impressive. Tua looked, I don't know, slightly better than last year. A little bit more confident, but I want more. We need more. Yeah. yeah. And Josh Allen struggled. You know, it'd be interesting to see week two. I know we got a big matchup against your Miami Dolphins in week two. So I'm, I'll be curious to see what you think about that. But that was our bold predictions for week one. Uh, we'll do it again this week and see how close we can get to getting that right. And we're going to jump right into our pod picks for week two. This is where we come to you with our number one bet of the weekend. Each of us have one. One bet we're going to put our biggest wager on, and we want to give that bet to you. Starting us off, coming off a 1-0 victory in week one, Matty Stats, who do you got for us? All right, so I am going to go with the Patriots minus six. So this game opened up at five and a half, and it's already moved up to six, but I still like it. 92% of the cash and 85% of the tickets are on the Pats. If you like this game... Get in on it now before the line shifts. You don't want to lose points. You don't want to give up value. So if you're into it, get after it. So breakdown on the stats-wise here. Both teams start rookie quarterbacks, but Jones graded out significantly better than Wilson last week with a PFF grade of 78 versus 63. Wilson threw a turnover-worthy play on almost 7% of his throws versus Mac Jones, who had just over 2%. Similarly... Mac Jones made a big-time throw on 9% of his throws versus 2.2% of his throws for Wilson. Both teams have neutral matchups against the pass, but the Pats O-line has a 71% advantage over the Jets against the run. Jets are down. They're starting tackle, rookie quarterback. So you got rookie quarterback versus rookie quarterback. You got Belichick versus Salah. I'm going to take rookie quarterback and Belichick over rookie quarterback and Salah. I mean, those stats, can't, you can't deny those stats. Those are some pretty impressive stats and overwhelming advantages for the Patriots. What do you think, Teddy? I, I like the Patriots too in this game. I just don't think the Jets are going to be within a touchdown. They The, the Pats ran all over the Dolphins, uh, and they were driving in. Before Harris fumbled that ball with under three minutes left, they were in the red zone, driving in to, to win the game, you know? So they're not, not a bad team. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't hate it. I do think, you know, as a Jets fan, watching that game closely week one, they did a good job maintaining Christian McCaffrey. I feel good about what they were able to do with him. I know Harris is no Christian McCaffrey, so I think if we can keep him at that same level, we'll be good. Also, you got Matt Jones traveling to New York. His first away game as a pro. We'll see how he does with fans with away stadium. I know the New York fans are going to be loud. I, I like the six line. I'm not going to bet it yet, but if it gets to seven, seven and a half on Sunday morning, I, I, I might really hammer the Jets with a little bit more of a touchdown spread. But but at six and a half, I, I like that pick. Even though I'm a Jets fan, I, I would I would follow the the Patriots at minus six. Um, all right, so there's our lock. Maddie Stats going New England, AFC East, minus six, the Patriots over the Jets. So now we're moving on to Mr. No Days Off. What do you got, Teddy? I'm going to take the Cardinals minus three and a half over the Vikings. We'll start at the quarterbacks. All right. Kyler Murley looked amazing. And Cousins is, you know... Cousins. I feel like the Vikings are always like eight and eight or somewhere at the end of the year, seven and nine. They're really never like great. And 
I, I just think the the Cardinals have it, their offense. They're going to completely outscore the Vikings. The Vikings can't keep up. I mean, Kyler Murray did look good. I mean, his I was watching his MVP odds from the preseason to now. And, you know, if you got that in before the preseason, you're, you're pretty happy after week one. Huge day in the air and on the ground. Matt, what do you think of that matchup? All right. So the line opened up at four and a half on this one and has already moved a full point to 3.5. We got 56% of the cash and 60% of the tickets are on Arizona. In the trenches, the Cardinals hold a significant advantage in both the run game and pass game, while the Minnesota O-line carries a disadvantage of negative 34% against Arizona's pass rush. What's interesting is Arizona had a bottom five pressure rate last week, but they turned 38% of those pressures into sacks. You could also expect DeAndre Hopkins to dominate the Cardinal secondary, where he holds a massive advantage over the entire secondary and is expected to see the majority of his coverage against an overmatched and old Patrick Peterson. And I, he, did you see him in week one? I mean, yeah. he looks better than ever. Yes, he does. Giants just scored, Slayton. Take that. Um, yep. I like that pick. I mean, the, the matchups there, Chandler Jones, I mean, five sacks. I know. That was crazy. What, what is Again, that? Is he that dominant, or are they putting a little bit too much attention on Wah on the other side? Wait, who's it against? It was against a big-time left tackle, um, Tyler Luan, right? It was a Titan. Oh, dude, he had to apologize. He, like, apologized to the public on Twitter and just said he's going to be better. Dominant. <laughs> like, I, like, I, like, I saw that tweet, and I was just like, I yeah. get it, but uh, that, that's got to hurt to, like, press send. Yeah, he took his soul in week one, and and it's scary because if him and J.J. Watt are dominating on the edge, that's that's going to be a tough team to beat. And you do not want to keep the Arizona offense on the field. Kyler Murray is just going to run around and exhaust the hell out of you. It's going to be long days if, uh, if that's how they look coming into week two. I follow this pick. I love this pick. I think they win by a lot more than three and a half, but we'll take them at the points. Cardinals, lock them in. That's a pod pick. We're all on the same page. I'm going to stick with the AFC East in the Buffalo minus three and a half against the Miami Dolphins. I'm taking Buffalo here. Nobody circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills. They are 0-1. I know they're going into Miami to Hard Rock Stadium. Uh, the heat's going, to be, the heat's going to be a little bit different for them. It's going to be a slower game, but I like Josh Allen to bounce back. I like that defense against Tua. I can't see the Bills going 0-2 here. I'm taking them with the points. What do you guys think? All right. So this one started at three and a half and has already moved down to three. 70% of the cash and 72% of the tickets are on Buffalo. So deep dive into Josh Allen here. So last week, Josh Allen graded at a 67, um, a full 22 points below his average grade last season. And just a point for a point of reference, the difference between who grades at a 67, Cam Newton averaged a 67 last season. So that's how bad Josh Allen Cam. was last year. Yeah, Cam. So the question is, do we see the return of Josh Allen from 2019, who actually in 2019, you wouldn't guess, but he had a 67 grade in 2019. So Josh Allen, you know, he really spiked last year. But is that like one year flash in a pan? The league figured him out. Interesting storyline to watch there. Uh, on the other side of that, two on the other hand, had a turnover worthy play on over almost 7% of his throws and had a passer rating of 12.5 under pressure. Nothing major to note in the O-line D-line matchup besides Miami's O-line has a 36% advantage over Buffalo's. And then a couple of things to note in Buffalo's secondary they have an advantage over the entire Dolphins wide receiving core. Give so me a blanket, give me a blanket out there. I I don't even understand how you made a pick in this game, but if I got to make a follower fade, um, I'm gonna follow you. Yeah. So obviously, I have a lot to say about this game. Okay, <laughs> Josh Allen owns us. I mean, we I don't think we've ever beat him. We're either one in five against him or 0-6. He has like a QB rating of, I don't know, 100, above 115. He absolutely is our daddy, and we cannot figure him out. So even though we're my the – only, the only 
sliver of hope that we have is if in the fourth quarter we're running the ball well, we wear down that defense, but we got to outscore the Bills. And we're just not an outscoring kind of team. You know, we're, we're really not. So I love this Bills pick. And as much as it kills me, I'm taking the Bills too. Boom. Love that. One final thing here that I heard on a podcast, and I can't give you the veracity of this, but I heard the Dolphins are going to make the Bills wear the Blues just to make it hotter for them. Oh, no, we do, that every, we do that every time. And the other team always, like, we always go the lighter color. Smart. Yeah. I didn't smart. know that happened. Oh, yeah. I take every angle, no, need every inch. Teams really do get worn down in the hot sun. We also, we, our sideline is where the stadium covers the sun, but the opposing sideline is in the direct sunlight. Yep. I've heard a lot of times some pe- some teams, air conditioning systems don't work, you know, for certain periods of the well, game. We're not be- okay, first of all, we're not Belichute here, okay? You, you know how many times teams have come out and said, oh, our microphones didn't work? Oh, yeah, just one of them. Like, just one team's microphones didn't work. Yeah, so, right, right during the two-minute warning. Yeah. <laughs> so, we don't do that. All right, don't slander our good name. All right. Well, there you have it. We've got our week three locks of the week. Just to do a quick recap, Matty Stats is going with the Patriots at minus six in New York. Uh, we're all on the, the follow there. Uh, Teddy's taking the Cardinals minus three and a half. We're all on the follow there. And uh-oh, this is scary, but I'm taking Buffalo minus three and a half and we're all following that. So I don't like the that. Pod is on the same page today. That's either going to be a really good week or or, or a really tough one. That's scary. We'll see. At this point in time, I think we all like it, so we're going to go with it. Let's move on to our touchdown scores. One of our favorite segments here on the pod. We are going to give you a list of our top TD scores for this week, um, as of the current odds today. Obviously, we're recording on a Thursday, so things could change. We will post our final parlay Sunday morning. Right now, what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to stack rank your touchdown scores for week two. Who can you bet on? Who can you pick? Starting with our number one TD score for this week. Who do we got? Who who is it? Do we know who it is? Have we done the research? We have done the research, and it is Mike Evans. So Mike Evans. Is a kind of a touchdown-dependent guy to begin with. That offense is, you know, Brady's going to pass it around, and, you know, Evans cannot be happy with his performance last game. So I'm expecting Brady's going to give him some love. The Falcons have a horrific defensive secondary uh, that got torched by Justin Fields and made him not Justin Fields. Shit. What's his name? The Eagles. Oh, Oh, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Justin, you know, a little this, little that. So Shout Jalen Hurts, producer for that thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jalen Hurts, who absolutely torched the Atlanta Falcons last week. Mike Evans also has a really good matchup in the sense of he's expected to be paired up against Fabian Moreau, who I was unaware who's still in the league, and then he's also going to get some coverage from AJ Terrell. So I'd expect big game out of Mike Evans. Yep. Fabian who? Moreau? Never heard of him. Moreau? I was unaware he was, existed on this planet. Yeah. <laughs> what team did he play for? <laughs> he's definitely a guy I've drafted in Madden. So I'm going to guess he's got like a 96 speed or something like that. Yeah, that his, makes his sense. His name seems familiar. Yeah. Well, you're going to need more than that with Mike Evans. And, and Tom Brady loves to keep his receivers happy. He's not used to having them. So I think he's got a little bit of insecurity of like, I don't want to make anybody upset on my receiving core. But what do you think, Teddy? Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, this much talent. I mean, th- this is why Rogers was holding out almost didn't play. Like look at all the freaking talent that he has on the field, two tight ends, three receivers. I mean, he can just pick where he wants to go. And I think he does a really great job of spreading the ball around. And he's definitely going to go to a six, five receiver in the red zone. Yeah. Put it in the bank. We're putting Mike Evans in as our number one receiver. Big bounce back week for him. Let's go on to number two. Mr. No Days Off. Who do we got? Uh, Devontae Adams. He's a monster. That team looked awful. Can we talk about how bad they looked? Like, what the hell happened to the Packers? They looked really bad. He did not spend enough time thinking about football this offseason. That's for sure. Did your dad go nuts, Amato? 
he's been fed up with Rodgers since this whole kind of holdout trade scenario that's been going on. So he was not happy. I was getting texts after the first drive, really, all game long about Rodgers. Do more commercials. Do more commercials. That's what he kept saying to me. That was the text I kept getting. Yeah. So the Lions have a uh, pretty bad, bad defense. Uh, they lost their top cornerback this week. The uh, that top five pick from Ohio State. They they picked uh, two years ago. So I think Adams gets into uh, has a monster game and gets into the end zone. Maybe maybe a couple times. I don't know. Yeah, he's gonna go big. They're gonna get him the ball. Rogers gonna want to get a touchdown in early here. He can't go too long into this game without it. first touchdown of the year. Matt, can we get some stats to back this pickup? Yeah, so Devontae Parker is expected to be covered. I can't even, I don't even know what this guy's first name is. But it's Devontae Adams. Adams. No. Yep. <laughs> Trouble with the names today. <laughs> you know, they're kind of simple. Devontae, Devontae. Well, so, I mean, they'll be very different in this scenario. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I guess. <laughs> yeah, Devontae Adams had 18 touchdowns last year. Devontae Parker has 18 touchdowns his whole career. <laughs> He's hoping to get 18 plays on the field this week. Is that you know? You know, I got my Devontae's mixed up. So soon. All right. He's our stats guy. He's not our name so, guy. What do we got for Devontae Adams? So <laughs> Devontae Adams uh is gonna be covered by I Melafonu for the majority of his plays. So you know, do I need to say any more? <laughs> we couldn't have script that matchup any better. After yeah. the after the name issues you're having this <laughs> evening, um, no, I mean no no doubt Devonte Adams touchdown maybe two I think you're right. All right, we got him locked in number three. You know we're gonna go with somebody who hasn't landed in our parlay before, but he looked great in week one. Damian Harris going into New York played really well against a tough Finns defense. Going against the New York Jets, he might not get as many yards as he got in the last week, but we do think he's gonna get in the end zone. We're taking Damian Harris to score early in this game. Belichick's going to want to score on that first drive. What do you guys think? Yeah, yeah. I like Damian Harris to uh, to score here. I mean, he looked really good. 25 total touches. I think he caught two balls, had 23 rushes, and he had like 115, 117 yards. So he looked great and uh, had that costly fumble at the end. But I, th- I think he gets in the end zone this week. Yeah, that was my only concern after this. Is Belichick? Belichick really hates people who fumble oh, the football. So really I, hates. I, I, he might get a pass for the bounce he showed for this time around. But if he fumbles in this next game, you know, oh, yeah. I don't care how talented he is, we're not going to see him for a while. Take your ass to the bench. Yep. Bring in the rookie. Yep. yep. So I know Teddy just dropped some stats on us. We got any more stats on Harris? Yeah. So he got a lot of volume. So. Uh... Shout out Dwayne McFarland uh, from PFF putting the utilization report together. So 74% of the rush attempts, he ran routes on 25%. He's got 8% of the total targets. James White got 19% of the total targets, but Damian Harris got a good chunk of those. Uh, He got a lot of short down and distance work. So he's getting the volume. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, if he punches one in. And uh, we do have a 71% advantage Pat's O-line against the run against the Jets. But I the, did we hear there is an advantage? The Pat's O-line has an advantage over the Jets. 71% third highest in the league. Okay. All right. I'm sure that's taking into account the injuries that the Jets have had. All right. I'm not getting sensitive about it, but geez, that's a big advantage going into this game. 71%? Is that out of 100 or 1,000? Or what is that out of? You know, What's the maximum percent? Uh, the <laughs> maximum percentage this week is 138%, <laughs> which like, is... Know, listen, I said it last week, I, and I do mean it. Like, I need a barometer. Like, what's the best? So I yeah. know, like, what... Okay. Like, yeah, like, if we, didn't, like if, we, if we didn't show up for the game, like, what would, <laughs> what would the advantage uh, be? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the best this week. So the Browns have a 138% advantage against the Texans. The Eagles have a 78% advantage against the 49ers. Coming in third, the Jets have 71%. So then we talk about like who's got the worst 
rushing O-line versus D-line, the Las Vegas Raiders have a 51% disadvantage against the Steelers' D-line. That's what I was talking about benching Josh Jacobs before, just for the record. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if in, in fantasy, if you say bench Josh Jacobs, I might put him in a TD parlay. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean... You can't, we love O-line stats on this podcast. I mean, you can't beat, can't beat that advantage. Uh, so there it is. Damian Harris, our third touchdown scorer, even though it's against my Jets. I like it. Uh, what do we got for number four? So number four, we've got Austin Eckler. Uh, Austin Eckler had a, he had a touchdown last week, and he had 15 rushes. It was kind of a off week for him. You know, it was kind of, was he playing? Was he not going to play? Um, I expect his hamstring to be fully healed and uh, him to come in and have an absolutely great week. Yeah. yeah. Love Austin Eckler. Love him. He, you know, come, he was injured all week, right? I think we reported on this podcast early in the week. You might've heard it here first that Eckler, you know, pulled his hammy and practice didn't play, but he got zero targets in the air. This is this so is why weird. I love Eckler, right? He scored a touchdown coming off a week where he didn't practice at the end. Zero targets. They are going to feed him the ball. This guy should be getting many, many targets in this game. He is going to get in the end zone. Yeah, it was yeah. really weird he didn't get targeted. I mean, he catches a lot of balls. He's very, very good receiver out of the backfield. So I like the pick too. Yeah. So just to hit you with some stats on this. So he got 52% of the rushing attempts. He ran 50% of the routes, got no targets on those routes. But what's really important when you think about touchdown scores is inside the five attempts. And he got a hundred percent of the inside the five attempts. Wow. That is a beautiful stat to think about. We need to take that into account for all of our touchdown players, at least our, at least our running backs, right? Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. You know, hopefully he stays healthy. He did have a bad hamstring injury the year before, and I, I'm, not, I'm unsure if it's the same year. But with that explosiveness, you got to worry about the hamstring all year. But yeah. this week, he's getting in the end zone. So he has bad hamstrings. He's got bad hamstrings. What are you gonna do? Some people just bad hamstrings. I wonder if he's got a lot of gets a lot of headaches. I don't, I'm not. Aren't, aren't aren't hamstrings connected to headaches in some way? Is this I'm not a is this a bit? Are you doing a bit right now? Am no, I missing I mean, the joke? Is that I mean, kind of I, how like the COVID shot makes your balls swell and you become yeah. infertile? <laughs> yeah. And then your wife, your fiance leaves you. <laughs> Fucking Nicki Minaj. I can't even with her. Unreal. Unreal. All right. Let's stay focused here. Let's keep it on the tracks. So we've got four TD scores in. We're going with our top six for this week. So who do we got for number five? Uh, Miles Sanders. He had a... Uh, 15 rushes, five targets, 115 total yards. Did not score, but the offense looked really good. Jalen Hurts looked really good. So if we can keep this offense going and scoring some touchdowns, that's good news for Miles Sanders. I like him this week. Matt, talk to me. All right. So taking a look at some of his stats here. So Miles Sanders got played on 66% of the snaps, 50% of the rush attempts, uh, got targets on, got 13% of the overall targets, 57% of the short down and distance. They didn't have any inside the five attempts. Uh, so nothing there. One thing to call out that was interesting is he got 0% of the two minute snap. So two minute snaps are all of the plays within the two minute before the half and two minute at the end of the game. And he got 0% of those. I think they, they went to gain well. They did go to Gainwell. I don't know how much they were up at the half. They were, I know they, at the end of the game, the last two minutes, that might be throwing this off because they were up by like 30. Yeah, they, he was not playing at the end of the game. I, we were watching that game closely. I, we had, I had Virgie up here this weekend watching the game, and in the first half, it looked like they were giving him the ball every single play. And then, you know, at halftime, they were up a big amount, so I think I think they just kind of, you know, rested him a bit, or, or he would have had even more of the targets out of that 13%. So I like that pick. Oh, oh, they're playing the Niners though. I mean, the Niners coming into this year, I mean, that D-line, that team, I mean, no concerns there. I think the Eagles are going to score some points. But yeah. Eagles. Oh, man. Sorry. Washington's hitting Daniel Jones like crazy. Uh-oh. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. 
All right, so that was five. Let's close it out with our sixth touchdown scorer for this week. We're going to go with Kareem Hunt from the Cleveland Browns. Um, he's got a big advantage this week. As Matt mentioned earlier, I don't even know how you could have an advantage this high. 138% advantage going into this game. Obviously, we love Nick Chubb in this, you know, in, on this pod. We think they're both going to get in the end zone. Kareem Hunt's odds are really going to pay off for us here. We feel that good about him scoring. So if you are going to parlay this, he is going to add a lot of value on the odds standpoint in the parlay. What do you boys think? I like it. So he's getting 47% of the snaps, 22% of the rush attempts, 10% overall targets. Um, He got 25% of the inside the five. He got 85% of the two-minute snaps and 75% of the short down and distance, which actually, yeah, that might be just a flash in the pan there because how the hell are you not giving Nick Chubb the short down and distance? But the numbers are what the numbers are. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, Nick Chubb must be that good because those are a lot of carries for Kareem Hunt, and Nick Chubb is still putting up Pro Bowl, like, Pro Bowl numbers. I know. It's nuts. Like, Matt, he's so efficient. We have two stud running backs behind like top five O-line in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they and Baker. Yeah. yeah. Meh. Baker's a stud. You got a Love lot of him. people on the wide too, and Beckham's not even playing. You, you know, again, you, got, you can't have the safety cheat in if Beckham's out there. So, you know, th- those those running backs are going to eat. Kareem Hunt's our guy this week. We'll probably have a Browns running back in this top six, like just about every week this year. But that wraps it up. We've got our top six touchdown scores again. We will put our parlay together, you know, Sunday before uh, the one o'clock games. But just to recap, we got Mike Evans at number one. Devontae Adams at two, Damian Harris at three, Austin Eckler at four, Miles Sanders at five, and Kareem Hunt at six. That wraps up our week two touchdown scores. So let's keep it moving here. We're going to get into our bold predictions. Bold predictions for this week. Not what we think could happen, what might happen. Someone else is already talking about it happening. We're talking about bold predictions for this week, and we're going to start with Maddie Stats. What do we got for week two? All right, so this is something absolutely nobody's talking at talking about except me this week. But all the hype around Elijah Moore and because Trey Sermon didn't dress last week, and I don't know what that was. That was weird. I don't know if it was punishment. I don't know if it's Trey Sermon and Moster kind of played similar roles so they didn't need two of them. Uh, I know Elijah Moore and uh, their third running back both played special teams. Trey Sermon does not. Mitchell. So my... <laughs> My guess, Elijah Mitchell, just for the record. <laughs> you know, this this is why we got to record before 10 o'clock because, you know, you give me too much time and too many drinks. Don't. <laughs> Elijah Mitchell, to be clear. It was, it was your second drink. Yeah. <laughs> Not the Jets wide receiver, Elijah Moore. We're talking about Elijah Mitchell in a completely different game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bold prediction, Elijah Moore shows up for the 49ers. <laughs> Hurts the running back and he rushes in a touchdown. Yes. All right. You want to give that another shot on your bold prediction for this week? I'm keeping that in there. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, please, please do. We need that from Maddie Stats. His name's oh, okay. Oh, fuck. All right. Well, anyway, Trey Sermon sees the field, out touches Elijah. I, I don't even know his last name still. Mitchell. 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 Easy name. That's my guess. Also, I'm pretty sure it's Eli. You might have the wrong guy, but I like the prediction. Do I like the prediction? Do I understand the prediction? Trey it's, Sermon. Wait, it's Eli, it's Eli Mitchell. You were you, you weren't even in the ballpark. It's not. I'm looking at it right now. It says Elijah. Oh no, that's Elijah Moore. He's on the Jets. Said the yeah. wrong name. <laughs> you were reading. There he is. Wait, were you reading the wrong stats? Like, what stats? Whose stats were you reading? There's actually zero stats behind this prediction. This is no, just no my stats gut. behind the bold prediction. Oh, okay. There's no. There, it's a bold prediction. Like you can't. You don't put stats behind those. Needless to say, Trey Sermon, high draft capital. I can't imagine they're just going to have this six round pick playing more than Trey Sermon. I'm a Trey Sermon believer. All right, so there's your bold prediction from Maddie Stats. <laughs> <laughs> Clean as can be, no edits needed on that. Teddy, what do we got? I think that the Lions 
will be within three points of the Packers on uh I think it's a Monday night game. Is it the Monday night game? I think so. Hold on one second. I'll double check that. But I think they're going to punch the Packers in the mouth. And maybe this is a down year for the Packers. Like maybe this, you know, they, they don't have a number two wide receiver, really. They, I, I don't know about much about their O-line, but I, maybe it's a down year. And... The Lions, the thing about the Lions is they want to be bullies, right? Like Dan Campbell want to be want to be bullies, and certain teams can't handle that. And so I'm going to say they're going to stick with the Packers. Yeah, and they showed their they showed their grit last week against the Niners, right? I mean, they came back yeah. in the fourth quarter and made it a close game. The the Packers, if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure one of the main reasons Rodgers was pissed going into the offseason is because they just like got rid of one of like his best friends on the team, one of the offensive linemen. And then Bakhtiari's hurt as well, probably one of the top O linemen in the league. So, you know, that could be a close one. So you're picking the Lions to cover that spread. I got to imagine that spread's bigger it, than it's, three. It's ten, it's ten and a half. All right, that's, that's bold enough it. for me. I was borderline like that's not bold enough, but that's seven points is bold enough for me. Yeah, that, yeah, I like that game. I don't like it more than my pod pick, which uh, is the, the Cardinals minus three and a half. But I, I, I like the Lions to, to hang with the Packers. Got it. Got it. All right. I like it. Uh, I'm going to wrap up our bold picks. And uh, for me, it's not only a bold pick. We can call, also call this like an emotional hedge. Uh, because what I'm going with here is that the New England Patriots are going to start 0-2 for the first time since 2001. We are talking 20 years since the Patriots have started 0-2. And they are going to do that this year, this Sunday. When the Jets beat the Pats in Week Two, What's is this game, game in New York? Plan? <laughs> is this game in New York? Yes, games in New right. York. Game plan simple, right? We 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 weren't able to establish the run last last week, and that hurt us. So we are going to try to establish the run. Obviously, we get Jamison Crowder back. I'd love to keep it to short plays inside ten yards. Got to play good defense, good special teams. We're really going to try to get, you know, we're going to, Mac Jones needs to make some mistakes, right? And we're hoping that if we can stop the run, he's got to put the ball in the air. Let's make a couple plays, low scoring game, Jets win this game. That is quite the bold pick because it's not happening. Well, that's our bold prediction, wrapping it up. And I hope it does. I really hope it does. I hope it does too. Quick question. Didn't Amato just say if it wasn't seven points, it wasn't a bold prediction? And they're only favored by six. So maybe you're not bold. Enough. No, come on. I said seven points from – it's a 10-point spread. He's saying they're going to win by less than a field goal. So I'm saying you're, you're, you're beating Vegas by seven points. In your scenario – In your scenario, it's only six points. <laughs> exactly. Not a numbers guy. You know that the Jets being the Patriots is a much bolder prediction yes. than losing by three points to any team in the NFL. Agreed. So, Agreed. Boom. Pats 0-2 for the first time in 20 years. Spin zone that real nice, Amato. Yeah, that Amato, wraps Amato. up our mild predictions for the week. <laughs> our mild, slightly biased predictions for the week. All right. So those, those are our bets. That wraps up the betting content for this week. Uh, we will post our winners on the page before the weekend. Just to do a quick recap, we've got our locks of the week coming in with Matt Patriots minus six against the Jets. Teddy taking the Cardinals minus three and a half against the Vikings. And I'm riding with the Buffalo Bills minus three and a half against the Miami Dolphins. We've got our top six touchdown scores, which we'll also throw out there and some bold predictions that you heard. I like it this week, boys. Are we going to get back on the win train? Uh... For me, I mean, chances chances are under 50%. But, hey, you know, we yeah. could do it. We could do it. You you were the one I was talking to because Matt and I haven't fell off the wind train. Yeah. You're going to get back on? No. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, me and you are on the wind train. Teddy's just, like, hanging on to a rope that we let him go. And it's just dragging yeah, Teddy. Really, like, guys, <laughs> let me tell you something. If, you, if you're listening to this and you fade me, Every week for for eighteen weeks, you, your pr- chances are very high you're going to make money. Oh, I'm going to fade you straight to the Super Bowl. <laughs> More than eighteen <laughs> weeks. Yeah, yeah. For the, the people who listened last year and they faded Teddy, he 
He's not lying. He's not lying. <laughs> and we are on the same track starting this week. And, and every week, I am 100% sure that what I'm saying makes sense, is logical, and it's going to happen. Yeah. First thing I, I asked so you, I confident. said, hey, how are you feeling about this pick? You're like, so confident in this pick. So easy. Easy pick. Minus yep. three and a half. Cardinals look great. Let's do it. Boom. I like that one, too. Um, all right, so let's move it on. Not only bets on this podcast, also balancing babies on the other side. So we are going to enter in to the dad zone. Welcome to the dad zone. Boom. Uh, I know the dads out there are listening. It's not always easy going into the weekend packed with sports and balancing your babies. Uh, we, we have to deal with it. So we've got some tips, some strategies, and just some stories that we want to tell. So who wants to kick it off the dad zone for this week? Actually, let's review. Uh, how did everyone's week one Sunday fun day go with their kids? I mean, I'll start off. Uh, we played at 4.30. Did you guys notice that all of the games started at 4.25, 4.30 this week? That was kind of like, that was a change. Which I, you know, I guess I kind of like, but I also like the overlap games and like the craziest half hour, you know, the, the, the 4 to 4.30 time where the Ooh. games are ending. That, that the was a witching hour. The witching hour, yes. When I heard him say that on NFL Red Zone, I got I got so excited. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Luca really didn't spend a, spend a lot of time with me dur- during the actual game. He actually, uh, and uh, I, I don't want to admit this, but he refused to put the Tua jersey on. Oh. Like, he flat out refused. And like I even put on mine. I was like, okay, I don't have mine on. Let me go put mine on. And he was like, no, like, I'm not putting this jersey on. Yeah, and- I bet the kid. He's not a loser. Yeah, <laughs> kids destined for greatness. And Can't be put that right. Tell you, it hurt me more than it should have. It, yeah. it really did. Um, so he he really wasn't even invited down. Like I'm not going to bring that negative energy down to the, my man cave. Uh, you know, I don't that need is, that nonsense. So so, <laughs> so funny that you say that because I think it's obviously an age thing with our kids being very similar age. But Carter's in the same. Like he's very picky about yeah. what he wears. Yes. And like, I get mad about like picking his Wednesday outfit to school. So I can't even imagine how mad you must be about a Tua jersey on, on week one of the football season. Yeah, no, it hurt a lot. And we couldn't, I mean, yeah, we couldn't take our picture. You know, every year we have like a picture of us in our Dolphins jersey on week one that, that I hang it in the man cave. Couldn't take that. I mean, uh, I like, you know, what? You don't want to put on a Tua jersey? It's fucking beautiful. Like, what, why wouldn't you want to wear teal, teal and orange? I don't get it. The great colors, yeah. great guy, going to be good. He's a good person, good human, right? Yeah. And he's going to be great. Like, this is the season, the maturation season, where we, he goes from average to slightly above average. See, the thing is, <laughs> me and Luca FaceTime this week, and I explained to him that he only had a 12.5% rating while under pressure. So he just knew. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like we were talking about big time throw rate, turnover worthy play, but you know. <laughs> yeah, and for the record, the picture that you take every year. So, am I? There's one picture on the wall right now. No, there's two because he was born two. in August. So then, like you know, that September we took one when he was like one month old, and then last year he was yeah. uh, one in one month, and then this year he's going to be two. So zero and one on since he's been mobile and kind of like making his own decisions. 0-1 on the Tua jersey so far. Yeah, we're going to get there. I, I put mine on. I'm like, and I was like, look, number one, number one, like the, both Tua jerseys. And he just like walked away from me. He's like, it's not happening, dude. Like, it's, it's, we're not doing it. So, a little hint for you on the outfits to save yourself some trouble. Do the outfit the night before. Lay it out. Tell him the night before this is what you're going to wear. Like mentally downloads overnight, wakes up, that's the outfit I'm going to wear. We had a lot of problem getting Layla ready for school. Yeah. As soon as we started doing the outfit the night before, we let her pick. We do all of that the night before. Boom, it's hanging there. She wakes up, it's there. She gets dressed herself in the morning. I mean, he's yeah. not getting dressed himself yet, but if you like give him that early message, it'll like help. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a real big proponent of letting my kid choose what to wear except on Sunday fun days. I mean, you don't really get a choice on Sunday fun days, but like every day of the week, 
he just goes in and picks out. I mean, he can't leave the house without picking out his own shoes. And that's a whole process. He takes out like three of them. It's like a, it's like a elimination style pick. You're like these, no, these. And like, he'll pull them out and then, and then he'll like, uh, okay, okay. These, these, and then make a decision. I'm going to put it on. So I, I let him wear really whatever he wants, but like Sundays you wear the dolphin Jersey. Maybe you got to give him a choice, like a white and a green. Yeah, I, I have a double zero, like one of those um, just regular dolphin jerseys, and then I have the Tua. But like you know, we're going with Tua. We call that we call that the option close, right? Yeah. You, you give yep. him two options, yep. so they don't think even there's even there's even a possibility of anything other than what you're putting in front of me right now. Yeah, in, in education we call that the uh, forced choice, meaning you could have you get two options and you pick. Do you want to do English or do you want to do math right now? You pick. Because you're in charge, and let yeah. you know, let the student feel like they're in charge. We're really like we're gonna do both regardless. So it's just, you're just picking the order. Yep, yep. <laughs> love that. Uh, yeah. What what else is going on in Dadland? Oh, I got something. My uh, Jamie's going away for the weekend, so it's it's all weekend. It's Friday. It's Saturday. It's Sunday with Luca and I. And let me tell you, uh, learning from last year of this happening because she did she she would go go mostly just day trips but i'm making a lot of plans a lot of plans i'm going to my nephew's football game on sunday morning i'm going on saturday we're going my father-in-law to some car show or something because remember the key is when you have a kid all day you gotta you gotta get out of the house that day really gets cut down shorter. They fall asleep in the car. Then you can bring them in for a nap, depending on the timing. But you got to get them out of the house. Cuts out a couple hours. And before you know it, it's dinner time. Got to do it. Yep. It's amazing how quick time goes when you're out of the house doing stuff, even if it's just like you know personal errands you got to run, than sitting at home. And we yep. talked about this last year. It's like you could sit at home, you you know, get the Play-Doh out, get the get the crayons out. You do all this stuff. You look at the clock. It's like seven minutes have gone by. <laughs> and the and, crayons and are your house, your house is a disaster. Yep. You're like trying yep. to figure out how you're going to clean this. It's just get out of the house. Go. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. We went. Yep. I, I had the day off today. We went to some sushi. It wasn't a very successful sh- sushi lunch. He started. He wanted the soy sauce, and then he started putting his hands in the soy sauce and then putting it on his shirt, and he wouldn't eat any of the sushi. So, you know, I got him a California roll. He wouldn't eat it, refused it, and he has eaten them in the past, but he wasn't eating them today, wasn't feeling them, and uh, he just wanted to play at the restaurant. So that was a quick, nice, quick 15-minute meal because I knew it was just only going to get worse from there. Like, I was up and I asked for the check. You bring the sushi? I was already like, all right, just bring the check because I got to go. Yeah. So it's nothing worse than knowing that like, there's probably a drink at that restaurant that you really like. And that's what like probably drove you there. And there's nothing worse than going and dropping like 60, 70 bucks, being out in 15 minutes and having a miserable time the entire time you're there. And your kid being absolutely like, he was like a disaster, right? Like like soy sauce everywhere, but shrimp, like, I mean, uh, there's like sushi on the floor all over himself, like everywhere. He's like, chop like gets the chopsticks uh and like he's poking things with it it was it was a whole ordeal i just i just couldn't handle it i was in and out it was rough yeah yeah i'm done taking carter to restaurants and, and we're literally <laughs> yeah. taking a, we're taking a break for a while because we do this we get it we psych ourselves up we're like no he'll be fine yeah he'll be good there's a yeah. lot of space it's loud no one's gonna hear it and you're like no there's no there's no loud compared to the loud we're about to bring to this restaurant yep not doing it Oh yeah, it was it was rough. Maddie, what do you got? Um, all right. So this is this morning. So uh, early meeting, seven thirty. So I just like roll out of bed, run straight downstairs because you know one of those things. I work with folks in Europe. They send me anyway. Run straight downstairs, rushing around this morning. I pop up around nine o'clock and come upstairs. My kid's still home from school, and I. Why are you not at, like, like I'm very confused why she's not at school. So I go down and see my wife. This is, school started 16 days ago. This is their third day off from school. Yeah. So I don't really have a bone to pick with my kids, but I have a bone to pick with, te- like, do teachers work? This is my early entry into, you know, yeoman's work. They do work that I could never do. 
But how do we have three days off in 16? There's 17 total days. We've had three days off, and that include like without including weekends. Can I just say one thing? You should have known this was a holiday, though. Look, I live in an Italian town. I don't understand why we've got Yom Kippur off. Like I knew it was Yom Kippur. Like we've got we've got green, yellow, and uh, white lines on our streets in a lot of our areas. Like it is a very Italian town. I don't know why we have Yom Kippur off, but we yeah. do. Yeah. So the begin. What's kind of cool? Uh, I'm in education, and what's kind of cool about the beginning of September is that there's just massive days off. I mean, you, you, you piggyback, it's Labor Day, it's Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. I mean, you just are loaded in the first two, three weeks of school with days off. I mean, you, you don't get t- kids or, and teachers don't have a full week of school until like the last week in September. It's awesome. Oh, no, we've got a PD day next week. <laughs> a little professional development day. Just like we've got the summer off, but we professionally develop in September. You can't develop between June right. 15th and September 1st. All right. You got to professionally develop and like now I got to get childcare for the day. Okay. So a little defense here. Okay. Like we teachers work, I think it's a, depending on the school district, but like about 185 days out of the year. It's one of the main benefits of being a teacher, Right. Mm-hmm. Summer's off, a lot of vacation time. You get I built in vacations, but like a lot of vacation times. And I think it's you know one of the one of the main perks of being a teacher. You know you, you're never gonna be rich. There's there's a cap salary wise, so that's like you know maybe a downside. But an upside is you work fuck half fuck a year, half a year you get off. And I think that for some people who appreciate the time off and their sanity. And they enjoy time with their kids. I'm not saying like you know other people don't, but like if you love hanging out with a kid, you get to, you get to do it a lot if you're a teacher. Love it. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's good. I mean I don't have a problem with teachers. It's just my first year in the education system. You know daycare. You just send your kid every day. They don't get breaks in daycare because you're paying for that. Yeah, yeah. This is. Uh, you want me to prep you? Wait, because you know. October, you're pretty good. October is a tough year for us teachers. Well, <laughs> a tough month, I mean. But November, we got a couple of days off. And then, you know, parent-teacher conference, you got that. And then Thanksgiving, and Christmas, you, you know, you don't go to school for like two weeks for Christmas. Yeah. Well, as you can imagine, I was ranting and raving this morning, at which my wife said, I, I literally put a paper calendar on the door that says all the days that are off. It's not my fault if you don't look at it. So she's got me. This is me. I don't, I'm not looking at the stats. You know what you have to do? You have to put it on your calendar, your work calendar. Yeah, that's a good one. Then you miss it. That's that's how we're going to wrap it up with that tip. Put these big events on your work calendar, even the little things. You know, the little reminders. Get them on your work calendar. That way you don't forget. All right, boys. This was fun. This wraps up week two of Betting with Babies podcast. We will post our picks this week. We've got pod picks, bold predictions, and touchdown scores. As always, whether you follow or fade, we hope you win some cash. Thanks for tuning in. You guys have a great rest of the week.